Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us um, for Living Room Worship. It's really cool because I have friends here and we eat together and we get together in our home and just a real intimate time and I'm, I'm so thankful for it. Um, I'm very honored to share the word with you this evening and um, I'm just so thankful that God even gave me something. You know, sometimes when we read the Bible, we take it for granted when something gets illuminated in our heart and I love the... I love when that happens, so I want to be a good steward and write it down, and it just kind of turned into a message. Um, so this is awesome. So anyways, um, John has been ministering along the lines about living from our hearts, so I want to continue with that thought. So the books of the Bible, um, in the books of the Bible, there are uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And when I was growing up in a youth group, I learned that as go eat popcorn. So that's how I remembered it. Mm -hmm. So those are called... Um, those are the epistle, there's epistle prayers within those books, and they contain several prayers um, called the epistle prayers that you can pray for yourself or you can pray for your family. And this is just a practice that I do every day. Um, but when you do pray them, make sure you pray them intentionally. Um, when I pray them, I listen to my words with my ears and I make sure my heart is engaged when I'm praying those um, prayers. I mean, if if you're um, not doing that, you might as well not even pray because uh, a lot of times when our minds wander, like mine tends to do sometimes, um, I will pull myself back and I will reread um, a certain line just to make sure that I'm being super intentional about it. Our relationship with God, we need to be intentional because He's worth it. He's worthy. Um, he's worthy of us paying attention and keeping our hearts open so that we can hear from him every day. We need that. We need his help every single day. So one of the prayers that I pray is Ephesians 1.18, and it's this, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. So we see that our hearts are our core. You know, you think of an apple and it has the seeds. The core is the most important part of anything. And so the core in our spirit is made to be illuminated with the knowledge of God's word, which is his divine guarantee to us. We see that our hearts from this verse have the ability to see. And sometimes I picture a heart with eyes on it, but our hearts have the ability to see because of the Holy Spirit. So when you sit down with the word, invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate that word to you so that your heart, our hearts need to see stuff. We need to know things. And so be in that posture um, when you are reading the word of God. Sometimes um, this seeing will manifest itself in an inner knowing. You know, sometimes, Circumstances can look a certain way, but you just kind of have a knowing of how it's going to turn out. Number one, based on what the Word of God says, but also just an inclination, a, a glimpse almost of how a situation um, will work out. I'm a very feeling person, and so I kind of work in both. Like, for instance, when we were buying a house, I had to feel like this was the right place and also have a knowing inside um, of my spirit. And God gave me both of those and I'm very, very thankful to that. And he'll do that for you too. So our hearts have the ability to see because of the Holy Spirit. Um, we're not called to live this life just with our physical eyes. However, we must look with our physical eyes to acknowledge 
God's beauty, to acknowledge his nature. When something lights your heart up, just seeing it, thank God for it. Because our hearts are like muscles. And so the more that you thank God for so many things, you become so thankful for everything. And it just continues to develop. And then on the other hand, when you keep that to yourself, um, you, can, you can become very inward if you don't acknowledge the goodness of God and the things that... Um, that bless your life because there's so much um, that can bless our lives. And, and so it's wonderful to thank, thank God. Um, so this, uh, this verse also talks about a hope and this hope is a divine guarantee. I just love those words. I didn't say that. This is what the verse said. And this isn't a hope like, I hope there's strawberry ice cream when I go get ice cream. It's, it's a divine guarantee. It's a hope of an expectation of God doing exactly what his word said. Um, this definition of guarantee is actually a formal promise or an assurance, and it's typically in writing um, that certain conditions will be fulfilled. And God gave us his written word. I love that his word never changes. Our emotions, our feelings, um, being a feeling person, I can't always trust my feelings and emotions. So when they come, um, I know that if, if they're a little wonky, I can go to the Word of God and I can mechanically, even if I have to, speak that Word because that is a sure footing for my life. I can trust that that Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I know that God, if He took time to inspire someone writing the Bible and to put that promise in there, that's His Word to us. That's His promises. So it is a divine guarantee that that is going to happen. Sometimes in the natural, it takes time. You know, if we're believing God for things to happen in other people's lives, there's wills involved. And so sometimes it takes time. God is working on that person, but he is the master of creating circumstances that will get somebody's attention to turn back to him and to acknowledge him. Um, we have a prayer line in the church, which everyone is invited to join. Um, it's at seven in the morning and it's 6.45 at night. And two of the words that really stand out to me in this prayer call is that during this COVID-19, there would be an awakening and an enlightenment of people's hearts to God and to spiritual things and to his kindness. Because remember, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. In the 70s, I used to love this. I don't even know if you remember Leslie Phillips, but she had that song, It's His Kindness That Leads Us to a Repentance. No, I won't sing it because that's what my husband does. But it's so true. And so if you're not offering kindness to a person who may not be um, you know, living their life for Jesus, there's no way for them to have a representation of Jesus or there's no path for them to get back to him if they are someone that you are very close to. So kindness is huge. And that is what will you know, draw people back to Jesus. Okay, so we're to have this divine hope and we all want this hope. You know, it would be great if we could just live hopeful all the time. But how do we do this? Because unfortunately, like I said, our emotions change and um, situations that we see with our eyes. You know, if someone is dealing with a physical sickness, they might look in the mirror and see how pale they look or they might see how much weight they've lost. And it could be hard for them to continue to stand because right in their mind, the enemy is saying, you know, you're not going to make it. But you know what? They can choose how they're going to wait, and they can choose to look to the Word of God and say, you know what, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I personally have situations going on that in the natural, it's messed up. 
but God is my word, but God, but God. Don't forget God. We serve a supernatural God and there's always hope. And God is the master of in a moment doing something in somebody's life. So just trust in that. So how do we hang on to this hope? We hang on to this hope by understanding how much God loves us. And I could hear people, wow, they're talking about how much God loves you. We, but honestly, you have to have that revelation of how much God loves you. That's why we minister on it so much at the chapel because it changed my husband and I's lives. When you know how, some, how much God loves you, you trust his character. I know that my husband, I can trust my husband's character because I know that he loves me and has my best interest at heart. So, you know, you have confidence in people when you know how much they care. That's when um, you can trust. That's when you have trust. So knowing and understanding the love of God makes all the difference in the world. And we, um, we need to continually hear. We need to hear about it and read about it. And I'm telling you, even praying these prayers, one day you might have an aha and just oh, understand even more the love of God. I don't think we can ever get to a point where we have it you know, nailed that we, oh, I understand all the love of God. I want it to be a process. I want my whole life for him to be unfolding his goodness to me and, and his kindness to me so that I'm always seeing more of the love of God, you know, in my life. So, um, so faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Um, Ephesians 3, um, 17, the B portion uh, through verse 20 reads, and may you having been deeply rooted and secure and been securely grounded in love, be fully able to comprehend with all the saints, God's people, the width, the length, the depth, and the height of his love. Here's another word we say a lot, fully experiencing. This isn't our words. The Bible says this, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which uh, far surpasses our mere knowledge without, without experience that you may be filled up through your being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, completely filled and flooded with God himself. I, my time I have left here on earth, I want it to be the richest. I want all that God has for me while I'm here on earth. And then of course, when I'm with him in eternity. So, um, so we pray this prayer um, and, and trust that God, God will do that for us. So um, we need to know him and be aware of him. But you know what? It's so easy to, uh, if we're not careful, we can miss it. So um, we need help from the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom, direction, and comfort. And he delights to give you that. For me, like I'll go to a store and I will wander the store maybe three times. If I'm trying to find something, I won't ask somebody. And the reason I won't ask is because I don't want to bother them. But you know what? You're never bothering God when you ask him. You can come to him and he is ready and able to pour out his help in your life. So going back to that verse, I love that it says here that you may come to know practically comma through personal experience. So that word practically is actually a word all on its own. So God wants to show you in our practical natural life, he wants to show you his love. And so that's when we need to keep looking for it and coming to him and inviting him to help us. Um, and it's, it's, it's so wonderful when we do that because he's right there to help us. Um, we do this with the help of the Holy Spirit and he reminds us of God's faithfulness. I know part of me keeping hope in my life is remembering 
the past and how God has come through, but I don't always do that. It's impossible. So that's why the Holy Spirit can remind me. Um, we last year bought, uh, we did iMemories. So iMemories is when you take all your old VHS tapes and DVDs and I sent them away to Texas, which was super scary because you're like at the UPS place, you're like, this is our life, you know, handing your box over, <laughs> but they're good. They got it back to us and John and I'll watch them. And there are so many memories that we completely forgot. Like, oh my gosh, he used to do that little voice or, oh my gosh, remember the party at the park, you know? things that you can re-see. And so we must constantly um, you know, try to recall what God has done in our life. Lamentations 3, 21 through 26 says, this I recall to my mind. Because I do this, I inserted this. this it really reads, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. But I inserted, because I do this, I'll have hope, recalling these things. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, therefore I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And I, one of my favorite verses is, um, I would have fainted unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because that's so easy for us to do. We just get discouraged. We sigh a lot you know, just looking at what's going on, that we must believe in the goodness of God because He is good. So some of my memories, and I'm, I'm finishing up, some of my memories that I can recall, you know, is the time that God saved my son from drowning. How God saved my son when he flipped his car on I-75 in the rain and walked away without a scratch. How God saved my other son from a septic knee. How God saved my son from heart failure. How God saved my husband from a horrible crash. How God provided money for our son's surgeries. How God's provided provision for food, tuition, transportation, houses, and even money for fun vacations. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. And so it's a good practice to do that. So in, in conclusion, this is where we can rest. Ephesians 3.20. Now, to him who is able, I love that we serve a God who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than we could ever dare ask or think. And you know, there's times when I can't even express to God the cries of my heart, the longings of my heart with verbal words, but God sees. He sees what you're desiring and he knows. And so, um, he is able to do super abundantly more than we ever dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams. Don't give up on your hopes and dreams. According to His power that is at work within us, His power is at work within us. When we don't feel like it, He's still at work within us. He gives us the power and the ability to do His will. When we just feel like we are so not spiritual, <laughs> we feel, you know, sometimes being home with the COVID-19, you know, Maybe we're overeating or laying around more than we normally do. And so it plays with our mind and we don't feel on our game. But even during that time, God is rushing after you and he is in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. And it ends with this to him be all the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So thank you so much for spending the evening with us um, and just know that we love you. And um, do you want to come up and close in prayer? Okay, I'll close in prayer. 
Well, Father God, we just thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, your kindness. Thank you that you show up, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you see us, and thank you that you come through. We are honored tonight to be your kids, Lord, and we just trust you for our future. We thank you that you are a good God, and you are a kind God, and we just know that we can rest in you. Our hope is in you, and I just pray right now for each person in this room and those who are watching that there would just be peace in their homes, that, Father, that their relationships are healthy. Thank you, Father God, that you would just bless them this week in, in surprising ways, Lord, and just show them your goodness. And we just give you honor. We give you glory tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.